hello, beautiful, delicious humans, wherever you are zooming in from around the world or if you're listening to a podcast and our voices, welcome to the show, the podcast, the discussion this evening. I'm AJ, Alexandra Joy, and this is a little bit of a rare kind of podcast, I guess, or hosted discussion because normally you have one, maybe two hosts, but we've got all out and we have three hosts on this show. So I'm AJ, as I said. I also have Michelle here with me, Michelle Crawford. Hey there, Michelle. Hey, AJ. And I've got Jenny Taylor with me. Hello, Jenny Lee. How are you doing? I'm great, AJ. Thanks. Jenny Lee has a magnificent-looking Indigenous artwork behind her, which is stunning. So, um, yeah, you can appreciate that if you're looking at us visually. So we are kind of a bit of the three amigas, and we like to talk about conscious human leadership. This is our second show together. Last week we talked about what is conscious human leadership and what are some of the problems that are going on in workplaces and organisations that made us want to develop solutions and ways to work through those. And so last week we talked a lot about what is the problem that's happening today in the modern business world. And really what we found is that leaders and managers are feeling quite overwhelmed. They're really, um, I guess, trying to keep up with the increasing speed of change There is lots of disruption, lots of variety. There are lots of generations and there's also lots of ways of working now. So we've post-COVID or still we're in some ways in it still. We're now looking at this blended work from home, work in the office um, reality. We're also looking at volumes of information and communication just streaming at us all the time. And so people are dealing with this rapid pace of change. There's lots of global things, um, unrest and market shifts that are happening as well. So being a leader or a manager in an organisation isn't simple and straightforward. And then you've got all these things called humans that you have to work with, not just the environment and all of the things around you. So last week we talked quite a bit about what are some of the problems, what is it that people are trying to deal with currently in organisations. And we kind of um, suggested that we think there's a bit of a leadership crisis happening and that leadership the way it used to be done and how it kind of developed um, over many years throughout um, history and probably from the 40s, 50s, 60s and beyond, that kind of leadership just doesn't work anymore. We're no longer just in factories. We're no longer just accepting and doing whatever the boss says. We can't use command and control. And so the three of us together have really looked at the kinds of clients and the kinds of issues that they've faced. And we looked at what's the solution? How do we move through this? And what we've come up with is a program um, and a white paper and information and support that we can offer around conscious human leadership. And so tonight we want to talk a bit about what is conscious human leadership and in particular we're going to unpack some of it. So Jenny Lee, do you want to take us from there? Yes, well, thanks AJ. We believe that the way to address these problems in, in leadership is to actually develop ourselves as and others as conscious human leaders and you might be saying well what does that actually mean in terms of how do you develop yourself and we've um, pinned down four styles from the lifestyle circumplex called um, achievement thinking self-actualizing human 
um, encouragement and affiliative style of thinking. And it's about changing the way you think um, from being a defensive, passive or um, aggressive, passive type of leader into a more constructive leader under those four styles. So we've developed a program and we, we because the common unit in a business or a corporation is the individual themselves, we've developed this program to um, address the three levels, the individual themselves as a, as a conscious person, then how they relate into a team and how teams become conscious and then how that manifests in your organisation and what that means to your bottom line, your outputs, um, your supply chains, all those types of things. So it's a really powerful way of looking at it and looking at um, and it all comes down to the individual in the um, in the business really being the unit, the, the you know, the, the base unit of your business. So tonight we're actually going to talk about one of those styles and that's the achievement thinking style. And Michelle might want to lead us through what that actually means. Beautiful. Thanks, Jen. So when we're talking about achievement thinking, what we're referring to is, is the circumplex that's put out by human synergistics. And as Jen was saying, there's four blue or four constructive styles that we like to increase in the workplace in order to create truly conscious leaders. And the first of those styles we're going to be speaking about tonight is achievement thinking. So achievement thinking is really that style that's around productivity. It's very task focused. It's very much focused on getting the job done and delivering the outcome. There's a whole range of skills that sit within that that we can talk about as we have this conversation on achievement thinking. But the thing to think of just at the moment is it's the one that helps you to get stuff done. That's the most basic way that I can describe achievement thinking. And in, in business, that's what that's what we all want, isn't it? To get, get stuff done at the end of the day. But doing it in a way that's um, not not defensive or aggressive, doing it away in a way that's really constructive. And so some of the skills of achievement thinking then are the really practical skills, aren't they, of leaders? They're like uh, strategy setting being able to set goals and stick to them, scheduling. Like we often talk when we're talking to leaders, don't we, about how they schedule their day and their year and what they're doing. And often I always say the calendar never lies. You know, people say I'm committed to this or it's in my strategy and then you say show me your calendar and if it's not there then you're not. Um, but problem solving and those sorts of things. Would you say that's correct, Michelle? Are there other skills or things that we want to be using when we're working with achievement thinking? Yeah, the other ones that really feature in achievement thinking um, is all about um, really, you, you've said problem solving, but it's also about decision making. It's about being able to go through a process of discerning and let's say you've got, you know, 50 things on your to-do list that need to be achieved in one day and you don't think you can achieve the whole 50 in one day. So that process of discernment, of going through and prioritising and making decisions about what's important and what could be delegated or what could be put off till the next day, that process and how good your mind is at that process is very much driven by whether you are high, medium or low in achievement thinking. So that's one of the key ones. It's very much about... You, you mentioned about diaries and calendars. So if you just think of the whole realm of personal effectiveness, they're very much the personal effectiveness and productivity piece very much sits within achievement thinking. 
And what's, what's really interesting about um, businesses or anything life in general is it's all about energy. So in your business, you've got a, a certain amount of energy and um, a conscious leader will look at that in a different way to someone who's um, got maybe a passive, aggressive or, or defensive style of leadership in that how much time do you take in um, putting out fires in dealing with all the negatives in your business around achievement thinking and around getting the job done, you know, um, is it how much time do you put into the effectiveness of what you're doing and your processes and and um, doubling up on tasks and all that sort of stuff. So a conscious leader would be looking more at rather than having to spend time fixing to get the job done they're more looking at you know how can we how can we get this done in in a in a way that's flowing and easy and free and we're not having to defend ourselves every five minutes and we're not having to deal with um aggressive people in the business to get the job done that the team's the team's coming together and we're all heading in the same direction in terms of what we're trying to achieve and so often, like, people that are high in achievement theory thinking, could they also be A-type personalities? Or where does the line blur between someone who's in that more red aggressive style or a blue achievement thinking? Because often you might meet an athlete or a CEO or someone who's really driven. And so you could easily say, well, maybe they're higher in achievement thinking. What's the distinction, Michelle, between maybe they're more competitive or they're in achievement thinking? If you look on the actual circumplex, the way that the styles are laid out, achievement is right next door to perfectionistic. And the thing that determines whether you're achievement focused or perfectionistic focused is your motivation. And you can't judge someone's motivation. They're the only ones that can report their own motivation. You know, you can you can report what you can see about somebody. But I'll give you an example of that. So if you were in a meeting, you might be in a situation where you listen listening to a manager and that manager is setting very high goals, goals that might be difficult to attain and difficult to achieve. Now, if that manager is used to setting those kind of high goals and the team is used to, you know, going along with them and achieving them, that's probably likely to be achievement thinking. But if that group of people feel like they can't actually um, achieve those goals that are being set out for them, they're too unrealistic or they're too high, then more than likely that's going to be perfectionistic kind of thinking. So it comes down to the motivation that sits beneath the behaviour. That's the answer to determine whether it sits in the aggressive side or the constructive side of the circumflex. Yeah, I love that. I love that word motivation because that is really key to a conscious leader or these um, uh, constructive styles. What What are you actually, are you being motivated by, you know, particularly it might be in your strategic plan, are you being motivated by or driven by something that's negative in the marketplace that you're trying to get on top of or are you, are you wanting to just go for the best you can be? I think the simplest example is, you know, you, you make a choice in your health to go on a, a diet. Are you being motivated by I want to be healthy or are you being motivated by I don't want to be seen as fat? They're two totally different energies. One of them is, you know, you're likely to fall off the, the wagon and the other one is sort of going for more life. So you can you can apply that sort of um, philosophy across all aspects of, uh, of your motivational screen. 
Yeah, and I think um, it's also useful, and you just touched on this, Jen, which was great. It's also useful to talk about the quality focus that people have when they're high achievement thinkers. So one of the things that the majority of my clients often talk about is the quality of work that they like to produce, you know, and they have these kind of high standards around the quality. Now, if you're an individual that has those same kind of standards around personal standards around quality, then the odds are you're likely to be a high achievement thinker. And so leaders that are high in achievement thinking tend to be goal-driven would you say they're more confident and are more likely to be um, I guess sure of themselves in going forward and achieving those goals definitely and they're also much clearer about their vision you know vision also comes into self-actualizing but there's certainly an element of visioning that happens in achievement thinking if you can create very clearly outline where you are today, where you want to be in 5, 10 or 15 or 20 years and you've got some idea of the path forward between those two things, that's a lot more clarity than the average person has about their life. So that's likely to be someone who's high achievement thinking. Making sure those um, goals are in alignment with your with your values, so your motivations, the, the, the reason for you doing it stays in the, you know, high vibration rather than in running away from or being aggressive or defensive. Yeah, or trying to beat the competition or something, but yeah. actually being internally motivated by the good things. That's right. And I think what I see in achievement thinking, and particularly when I've worked with clients who do rate high here, is they take a lot of personal responsibility. So they, you know, they're very accountable for their results and they also have a strong belief that what I put in, I will get back. So they're really clear that when they're driving for their goals, they feel quite certain around their level of achievement as well. And as they get higher and more and more in the blue, I see that more and more that they take real uh, personal responsibility for what they're achieving rather than um, I always say people make their bed and lie in it, which is blame, excuses, denial. So they don't seem to make their bed so much. They're very much the captain of their own ship. And they're also positive action takers, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're definitely, um, it, I guess the other interesting element of achievement thinking, we've been very focused on talking about leaders and managers that have high achievement thinking. But you can also think of it in terms of a team and an organisation. So we can have teams that are very high in achievement thinking. You know, what does that team look like? Well, they're very productive. They're the team in the organisation that could be winning awards, could be, you know, outstripping everybody else. They're the team in the organisation that is going to be the go-to team that people go to because they expect things to get done. And you extrapolate in even further and say, what does an achievement thinking organisation look like? You know, and that's another whole conversation. So it's really important for us to keep in mind this is about individuals, teams and organisations. And how they, how they work. And I know from my experience and you briefing us on the LSI, Michelle, because I know you've used it the longest out of all of us and used the tool frequently, that often for people who are just starting out and wanting to expand in their blue, achievement thinking is often a good place out of the four to start, isn't it, would you say? It's kind of one of the ones that's going to get you the biggest gains early on. 
And it's also the one that's the most tangible. So if you're working with a client that needs to be able to touch it, feel it, see it, to believe that it's true, then absolutely start with achievement thinking, you know, because you get the tangible results from that. And what happens, Michelle, if you're really high in the achievement thinking and um, nothing else, even in the four styles? Well, that can be a real challenge because you might get a lot of stuff done and you might be highly productive, but if you're not good with people, which is two of the other styles, then you're not going to develop those relationships. You're not going to have those critical connections in your organisation. So you're probably achieving things, but at what cost? You know, there could be a whole trail of disaster that goes behind you because you're running around doing, 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 but you don't have the emotional intelligence or the reflective capability to really look at your relationships with humans. So one of the interesting things about the circumplex is one of the reasons that you have four blue styles is because we want people to to be developing those four blue styles simultaneously. And that's how it works best when you're working on your people skills at the same time as working on your achievement thinking. Because they're, they're all interrelated, aren't they? So um, you might come across an issue in your achievement thinking that could be um, developed further if you raised your self-actualisation or human um, encouraging. Absolutely, yeah. And if you, if you think of it conceptually, they're all... There are four elements of a framework that is designed to drive effective leadership. So that's what we're talking about. Those four styles are talking about highly effective leaders have those styles. That's why we've said that in order to be a conscious leader, you have to be developing those four styles simultaneously and very much focused on the other style that we're not talking about tonight that's really important is self-actualizing which we'll talk about next week. So you'll have to tune in if you want to hear more about self-actualising. You'll have to come back and listen in next time. Uh, um, I like what you guys are sharing in that if you had someone who was just high in achievement thinking but lower in the others, you're probably likely to see them hit the goals, but also they may not have the team on board or walking with them, and so they're going to be using a whole lot extra effort. And so as Jenny Lee was saying earlier, everything's energy. As leaders, we want to find our flow. We want to be able to utilise the resources and have the team work with us so that we find that point of ease and grace. And so if a leader is really high in achievement thinking, but maybe lower in some of the people side of the blue thinking styles, then they're going to be dragging people along or forgetting them. And so they're going to be expending a whole lot more energy of their own unnecessarily. So it's a bit of waste, actually. So as leaders, we want to be developing, as Michelle said, all of them. But we're just pulling them apart so that you can kind of wrap your head around what they are. Mm. So thank you, everyone, for having a listen to our conversation tonight all around um, conscious human leadership. As we mentioned, we will be talking about the other three styles that are yet to come. So one of those is self-actualising, one is humanistic encouraging, and the last one is affiliative thinking. So thanks very much for being part of our conscious leadership conversation. And if you want to find out more, you can also go to the Being More Human website, my website, alexandrajoy.com.au, and you can download the white paper. And, Jenny Lee, do you want to share your website as well? Yes, mine is um, Breathe and Be You. You can download download the white paper there as well. Hop on, download it, and read some more. Cheers. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.